0: Welcome to Sonic Artifacts, offering the best deals and interesting finds in affordable vintage music equipment in Los Angeles and New York City. Follow these finds on our Instagram at sonic underscore artifacts as you listen, and tune in every Tuesday for the best deals each coast has to offer. This is your host, Brian Chalemi, signing in from LA.
1: And your co-host, Max Braun, signing in from Brooklyn.
0: Welcome to episode 34, folks. July 26th, the week of... Yep. Almost done with July. Mind-blowing. Dude, it's freaking August already. The summer's almost over. It's hot as crap in New York right now. Yeah?
1: It's like 90 today.
0: It's back. Um, Dude, I'm going to fly out on Wednesday. Oh, right, 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 right. Had a crazy weekend preparing. I got this gig. Haven't played in a year and a half out. Did you play the gig recently?
1: no we did a virtual gig well it was like a live stream gig at a bar It was pretty silly because the the crowd was upstairs and we played downstairs so after we played we just went upstairs and hung out and had drinks so it's like (laughs) we should have just had it in the same place i don't you know what i mean
0: (laughs) who the hell organized that
1: i won't say but you know i think it (laughs) might have been like winter too so it was like extra bad on the roof i don't remember It was a while ago,
0: Uh, because I thought you had a gig in July, but I guess that yeah, that one didn't pan out. That's what I was referring to. Yeah. Okay, so this is like you're talking Max like pandemic style, like
1: yeah, this was pandemic, pandemic.
0: Get to hang out, man. I haven't seen you in a long time. Little, uh, just been seeing you on this uh, Zoom and the podcast, man. So every other day, (laughs) in the flesh and blood here. Get to crank up, so super stoked to play in New York City next week. So yeah, I've just been wrapping shit up with the show. Uh, we did we did another awesome interview on Sunday. Wrapped up a bunch of edits, you know, for the interview drop on Friday, which we will reveal later in the show for our listeners. And just a reminder, we do have our interview with Satellite Amplifiers down in San Diego up right now. Yeah, Satellite, that's a sweet brand. One day,
1: I hope I can get my hands on one, but he doesn't give them away. Not that he would give one to me, but (laughs) (laughs) it'd be tight.
0: Yeah, no, that's super awesome, straightforward builds, you know, handmade down in San Diego, super rock and roll vibes. You know, a lot of punk rockers use the amplifiers and they're kind of modeled after, you know, the '50s specs, you know, volume, tone and ready to rock.
1: Yeah, some of the like Chicago brands.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's super cool, man. So definitely check out the interview with Satellite Amplifiers and there's a Pretty sexy discussion on trademark law, Gibson.
1: <laughs> right, I forgot. <laughs> no, that's really interesting. I
0: didn't know any of that stuff before. No, one hundred percent. It's super informative, man. And uh, Adam Grimm, who's actually related to the Grimm brothers. Oh right, we cover that in the. Did we? Or was that... I don't think it's actually get on the show. We talked to him before, and we he confirmed, confirmed it. Huh? Yeah, he confirmed it. He he confirmed the lineage. Um, And he was like a rumor in his family, I guess, for years, up until like five or six years ago, they did the Ancestry family tree situation, and it was confirmed. Brothers Grimm. Brothers Grimm. The Grimm Brothers. Brothers Grimm. Very cool. Very cool stuff. BGs. BG. Yeah, Brothers Grimm. Uh, Yeah, so that's pretty cool, man. And uh, a couple things sold last week. I know one of them that sold. Of course, it was too hot too hot to handle. Well, that Digitech WH4 uh Whammy pedal that was broken for only 30 bucks in New York City went. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Now, I saw one over at Caveman for f- I think it was like 425 and Yeah, yeah, that was the first
1: iteration, original version. This was the other one that I we had on Craigslist for 30 bucks was the fourth version. I don't know that much about them. But, you know, the originals always go for a lot more and it's way older.
0: And I saw there was another one in New York for 125 bucks. So it was all over the place.
1: And that was also, I think, the version four. Gotcha.
0: Either way, it went for 30 bucks. Super cool sleeper situation that from the outside, I'm like, Digitech, what the hell is this? But apparently, Jack White used it and people want it. And it's worth a decent amount of money for sure. I've never had one, but you know what they're like, Brian? You've seen demos or anything? No, I just, uh, there's like 12 presets. So I imagine it's like a wow that you have like all these different abilities. Within.
1: Right, but it's like, it's it's like a pitch shift with your foot. Yeah, like those Jack White solos that are like have this, the crazy pitch shifts, like goes super high for a second. That's what he's doing. Huh.
0: There you go. The Digitech WH-4. Awesome, man, and also, uh, also in New York, dude, your red nineteen seventy Hackstrom sold for three fifty. Of course, that one also too hot a deal. Incredible deal, four hundred dollars cheap, too cheap, I think. So somebody got that ripping on that Hackstrom. super cool, and uh, actually over at Caveman now uh, here in LA. Uh, the early 60s, that Dan Electro U1 with the swapped out neck, but it's fit the part for 350 that also went. Oh, nice. Yeah, because that thing was super cool. I wonder how that neck is. Yeah, I want to get the story. I want to get the story on that. So those three sold, man. So it was a pretty successful week last week. And again, the ads will be cycled back up on Craigslist. So keep looking. A lot of things that we talk about, they do pop back up. People do relist them, change the photos. So the deals are out there. All right, man, let's get the show started here in Los Angeles. We got a restored 1950s K5113 Triple O acoustic guitar with the chipboard case for 325 bucks in Venice Beach. Wow. Uh, that looks really nice. Is the Triple O like a Martin
1: sort of uh, classification?
0: Yeah, the, a lot of times, yeah, that's a Martin style. They do that. Um, I think it's just referring to the smaller body. Okay. Wow, yeah, that looks, looks really like,
1: nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's see. It's a uh, K's Auditorium OM-style acoustic guitar, USA flat top, orchestral model, spruce top, mahogany back and sides, rosewood fretboard, bridge, bone nut and saddle, tortoise celluloid binding on back and edges, original turquoise celluloid pickguard, Bracing's and solid, the intact. This is a great description of the whole thing here, folks. So, I mean, you know, three pounds, 14 ounces. Like, person who's selling this really knows what's going on. So, upgraded tuners, nickel Cluxton Supremes, 75-buck value. Original rosewood bridge has been shaved down to the saddle. Action's good. Fret's addressed and polished. Several dings and scratches, but no cracks or structural issues. The end pin is chipped but secure. So, we're going all the way down to the end pin here. So you're getting a really awesome guitar from the '50s that's been done over, done right with somebody who knows what they have, and it's still only three hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah, that's pretty cheap.
1: Uh, so t- is that? Yeah, I mean, I I'm assuming this guy selling it is the one who fixed it, right? He has a luthier ruler.
0: I don't think it would make any financial sense. To pay someone hundreds of dollars and then sell it for the for the repair cost I mean, he's got I the scale and the ruler,
1: so I think this guy he's is got to uh, be the one. Pro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he probably got it for fifty bucks, saw the potential, did the the work on his time, and now he's going to make a couple hundred bucks, you know, from his labor. Yeah, who knows? I mean, you got to play this thing to see
1: if you want it. It looks like it plays nice, though. That's a really
0: cool acoustic guitar, and like yeah. I was saying a show or two back, you know, like. This you know this is a high end bench guitar you take on a camping trip or whatever I mean, I guess you're getting into antique land with the fifties here, but super cool guitar that I wouldn't feel bad taking places in around that's like super functional and still got vintage mojo, yeah, I like the headstock, the font, yeah, really cool k k font here, and again, the upgraded tuners, everything's there, you know, so I thought this was a pretty cool deal, yeah,
1: go try it out for
0: sure. And it's in Venice Beach or West Hollywood, so I think that's... He might work in one of the areas and live in the other, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Restored 1950s K-5113 Triple O acoustic guitar with chipboard case for three twenty five dollars in Venice Beach or West Hollywood.
1: All right, so my first one today, me and Brian, and we were trying to discuss this earlier, um, I have a Fano Omnis... MG6 six guitar, $600 in Greenpoint slash Williamsburg, Brooklyn. You know, Fano is an expensive company that like make high end guitars, but this, I, I guess they have a lower end
0: model, right? Like, yeah, a line of like half price, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever based on their other ones. I
1: mean, I was looking on Reverb what's for sale and they have a bunch of guitars that are like two dollars to $3,000 and they have a few. That are like seven, eight, nine hundred. And then mm-hmm. this one is even cheaper than those. So that's why I threw it up here. Um, but, you know, it's like a Mustang version copy. Looks very nice. I'm sure it plays great.
0: Great vibe. Great vibe. I mean, you see, Fano kind of took, they're definitely one of the top boutique guitar builders yeah. out there. You know, you see p- people on, Jay Leno, or back in the day, you know, I mean, t- talk shows and everything using them. Super cool guitars. They really got their own sound, and you can kind of recognize the headstock from that, like lighter. They always have a different color shade on the bottom of the headstock. Yeah, I'm trying to look around to see if they have any, like, they, there's like a clarity in terms of like their price points, because like you said, they're, they're either going for two grand or like 900 bucks to like get even as low as $600, which I can't imagine this being one of their standard models. No. No way. At this price point. Because, I mean, they'd have a... I remember they had a ton at Rivington Guitars. Again, they're over two grand, all of them. Where's Fano from? Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, so I think these are made in China. Gotcha. Yeah, we figured it out. But still, this is the cheapest one that
0: I've seen. Yeah, so what happens is they got a factory version. The Pinto Guitars in Pennsylvania... I'm sorry, also Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, did the same thing. Mm, Okay. They uh they have like a high-end model. I think they actually do both in the factories. And then one of them, they bring it back and he does all the finishing work. You uh, know, okay. like make sure it's like perfect by the time it gets out there. But then they have a cheaper model that doesn't have all the, all the bells and whistles. And you don't really get, you know, all the adjustments and the frets line, you know, sanded down perfectly and everything. But they're like $800, yeah. you know. So I feel like Fano has done that where... You know, they're getting a builder either in Taiwan, China, Korea, or whatever. I'm not sure to build it and ship it over here, and then they probably do the finishing work, maybe put the electronics in, or something like that. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, I you know
0: I I would like I'm to speculating try that, about yeah. Fano, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's got a cool vibe. It's a great color. I mean, it's got this sort of like a Mustang thing. Fanos are kind of doing the mashup thing they made it really popular again. I mean, everybody was doing it, but they kind of like, they're like, okay, this is a Les Paul and this is a Strat. Let's put them together. Like in this case, this is like a Mustang and an SG in a way. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And also full length neck. Right. And it's got like two P nineties in like a Mustang style, baby blue turquoise, you know, yeah. who doesn't love the offset body? Yeah, no, for sure. So, and it looks like it comes with a cool gig bag too. very nice gig bag. Like, probably a $180 gig bag and a strat style tremolo. Right. So this is Alder body maple neck, sixties C-shape fingerboards, pero ferro. We're looking at, you know, 25.5 scale length fender style. It's got the whammy bar polyurethane finish, um, you know, age white pearl dot inlays. So yeah, I mean with the paro ferro and you know polyurethane etc like yeah this is definitely probably made in a factory overseas
1: (laughs) yeah they kind of remind me of gnl the way it looks
0: yeah well it starts looking like that like what can we what can we do that's like like fender but different that's cool so this is the fano ominous mg6 for 600 bucks so even even on the lower grade guitars that Fano's making now this is still a couple hundred dollars cheaper than what's online right definitely yeah this is a Greenpoint Williamsburg area. So, right in the hotbed of players. Yeah, it's a lovely area of Brooklyn. Right. Well, I guess it maybe I'm I'm dating myself. Maybe like 10 years ago, I was the hot, <laughs> hotbed of players <laughs> when I was younger. Yeah, I don't but, even know what it is
1: anymore. Like Bushwick for sure, but I don't even know. The, the COVID has kind of wiped things out and it's just starting back up.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's you guys are ahead of us in LA for sure. I mean, they just they they just started having some shows, but it's there wasn't a ton of shows here to begin with, from what I've heard, compared to New York, where New York's like, oh, there's a corner with a microphone, like let's get this going, yeah. you know. Which I I love the added the, that attitude, you know what I mean, and inspiration. Everyone's just down to do it, but um, yeah, there's definitely a lot less of that here, and just in general. So I'm excited to get partly the reason why I put the record release out in New York. It was way easier. People were moving get some bands going and like the venues, you know, was down to do it. So, yeah,
1: Um, this might be a uh, contentious issue, but people in New York are probably less safe about COVID. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. We can cut this part, but
0: (laughs) no, I mean, it's true. People are very health conscious here. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. It's like uh, people kind of don't give a crap in New York a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone's under a lot of stress. I mean, every year there's some insane disaster goes down. And then you're like, I'm
1: on the subway anyway,
0: what the hell <laughs> surrounding with all these people. Let's get through this together. But this a cool camaraderie in that, but yeah, it doesn't really help in a, you know, viral spreading <laughs> situation. Very true. But awesome, man. Cool deal. A cool, uh, cool guitar and a cool gig bag for 600 bucks. You know, this is an amazing, if you were just starting out to playing guitar, you need some sort of workhorse. Like I can imagine this is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. They take you pretty far.
0: Yeah. And I'm just looking like two P90s signal coils, but I can't totally tell. I believe P90. Yeah. Seems pretty cool, man. All right. Well, actually back in LA, I got something that's right up your alley. You've covered a bunch of these and I never really have. Yeah. I got a JCM 800 from 1987, the 50 watt model for a thousand bucks in North Hollywood. That's
1: pretty cool. I was reading about this one earlier when you sent it to me. Um, it's got a mod, which is the only downside, but it seems like a pretty straight mod, you know, putting in a preamp, vol- or a preamp knob. New tubes,
0: just service new tubes put in by Hole. Amp repair, which I love that name. It's pretty hilarious. (laughs) And uh, the amp sounds amazing and loud. Small tears in the Tolex. I mean, it looks like it was gigged. It's not in mint shape, but it's also not in bad shape either. You know, it looks like an 80s gigged head. Uh, The modifications, uh, turning the first volume channel into a preamp.
1: Yeah, so I've actually never had one of these models with the four inputs. I've only had the ones with the two where there is Mm -hmm. a preamp and a master volume right so i imagine that this
0: mod is to just give you lower volume gain right yeah well there's volume one and volume two based on the input so it's basically like one's going to be the preamp to drive the master basically yeah so you can saturate it
1: yeah which is like uh a lot of the jmp's are like that
0: yeah no that's i'm sure it's a great mod no, that's awesome. That's what happened. Uh, yeah, Nick from the men. We interviewed him, and and he has a seventy-three or four Marshall head, and the same thing. They put him. Someone put the mod in with their master volume, and he's like, "That's what really did it because so freaking loud. Yeah. The fact that I could get that saturation at still an insane volume, but not like you know, it's actually giggable. Uh, volume was kind of sold him on the amp.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is fifty watts, which is great. You know, I, I mean, personally, I don't want the hundred watt. 50 is great.
0: Yeah. It's lighter. And it's like a, for me, yeah. For me and you, where we are in our life, that's, that is the maximum amount of volume that I need for sure. He's loud. No, I'm, 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 I would love to have, see what thirty five forty looks like. What do you mean? Like, I don't need 50. Oh, right. (laughs) I was like, uh, you mean like you're going to (laughs) die? No, no. I mean like, I'm on like, I'm like barely cranking this thing at all. You know what I mean? Like, you know, We'll see. But I thought that was pretty cool, man.
1: No, it's nice. The price is not bad.
0: Yeah, 1000 bucks. I mean, this is like a classic metal, hard rock, rock and roll, martial head. This is the late, this is the, what, the last year they made them, maybe 87, 88? Uh, Yeah, something like that. They go back down to like
1: 81. So maybe this might be near the end of the line.
0: Yeah, this is like Guns N' Roses, man. The fucking yeah. freaking Appetite for Destruction era here. $1,000 in North Hollywood. <laughs> Seriously, it's the whole thing. That's pretty sweet. Made in England, MK2. Super cool. 1000 bucks. that's a good deal too. Yeah, it is. Posted two hours ago, so this thing is fresh. Yeah, that might fly. Marshall JCM 800 with some sweet mods and 1000 bucks in North Hollywood. Anyway, I thought you'd enjoy that. What do you got in New York? So this one
1: is pretty weird. It's in Toms River, New Jersey. It's a 1951 Stromberg Carlson AU32 amplifier that somebody has made into a guitar amp.
0: Nice, dude. I've seen a bunch of these Stromberg Carlson's.
1: Yeah, I was looking online and there's a lot of them. uh, Not a lot. You know, there's like a handful of this exact amp conversion. On the internet, they're all
0: they're all like metal boxes,
1: and they're, they're all more expensive than this one too.
0: Yeah, three hundred bucks is good. Yeah, they're usually around five. Right, because I think they're really well made. I mean, it sounds German to me, but it does. But it
1: looks cool. I wonder what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, this is cheap for nineteen fifty-one amp three hundred bucks.
0: So this person did not do the conversion. No. It says looks to be converted to guitar and harmonic amplifier.
1: So you might be lucking out and someone has it who doesn't know what the hell it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the back. It definitely looks like some some modifications are made. Someone scribbled on the back four, eight, and sixteen ohm taps out there. I think you might have to put a speaker out. Speaker Jack out.
1: Huh. That might or It might be the right in the middle in the front too. Right,
0: they, have, they could yeah. have done that. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, because it looks like those three inputs on the front are new.
1: Yep. Because yeah, the the amp itself unmolested doesn't have the jacks in the front.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, this thing's got a super retro, like '50s style, like sh- awesome swooped handle, metal box grills, chicken heads, There's chicken heads, microphone one, microphone two. Super cool tube little head box. Two, it's actually rocking two 6L6s, a 5Y3 and aj 6J5 tube and a 6SC7, two of those. It's interesting the guy is mentioning the tubes and then he says it looks like a guitar amp. Don't you know? <laughs> Yeah, looks like it was converted. Maybe he made the attempt and doesn't want to be uh, <laughs> called out. It looks like, like somebody
1: Dude. messed around with this. I have no idea what yeah. it is. Who who was it? It's like
0: <laughs> it's like no one casually converts these things to guitar amplifiers. Like yeah. they know what they're doing. You know, this is a pretty niche situation. That's awesome. So, Tom's River, New Jersey, 1951. It's freaking old, and it looks in great shape. Though, I mean the the Front panels, in awesome condition. Nothing's not like scratched or anything. The numbers are yeah. all there. You can read everything. The red trim, super cool, man. I wonder if these things heat up like because they're metal. I the bet whole it gets hot. Metal. Like the whole thing's got to get hot. Yeah, I right? bet it gets hot. It's got a lot of ventilation mm-hmm. though. It's vented, but even vented, the metal, it's metal. Everything's yeah. metal. So it'll get hot. It'll get hot. So, you know, it's probably not good for a kid. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know don't who what it kids for are babe. using. <laughs> a baby, you know, don't get it for your 10-year-old because she went up to school with his 1951 uh, Stromberg-Carlson conversion head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. This kid's advanced. Bring it to music class. <laughs> yeah, music class. Oh, man. That's one of those moments where your kid would be like, I hate you, dad. And then 20 years, he'd be like, wow, that was probably- that was such
1: a cool, cool. move.
0: Yeah, <laughs> such a cool move. Oh, man. That's a really cool head, man, for a really cool price. 300 bucks. I mean, anytime you're getting a vintage tube amplifier like this that's so unique and rare, that's ready to go, you know, like I said, besides this speaker jack, which may or actually, I'm zooming in. Yeah, it's got actually a line, line input, input one, input two. It looks two channels because it's like for two a PA. But the fact that you're getting something, you know, from this time period that's in great shape and it's got the two six L sixes and a five Y three, which is exactly what like, you know, I want to say deluxe, but they were still rocking six V sixes. This has more powerful tubes. Yeah. What do you guys, the wattages on this? It's potentially a lot. (laughs) I mean, it's just like what the output transformers and you know, what the rest of it's doing but you know, two six L sixes like that's what a basement's running, and it's pushing fifty watts. But it's designed to push the maximum out of those tubes. So I don't know. But there are lower wattage amplifiers with six L sixes. They just don't push the maximum power. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and there's a a tube diagram on the back. The guy might not even he might have just read the tubes off the back of it.
0: That's probably true.
1: So there's still a chance this guy doesn't know what he has and you could
0: get a good deal. I mean, the chances of casually owning something like this,
1: I don't know. Well, I mean, he says it appears to be a
0: guitar amp. No, I know. That's that's a little funny. uh... It's funny wording. (laughs) Funny wording. Not taking total claims of this. But I think you have a very cool, very cool head, potentially for a couple hundred bucks that's at this point 70 years old. That's
1: crazy how old it is, yeah.
0: Crazy, crazy stuff. So, speaking of seventy, I was watching that Paul McCartney, uh, you know, series with Rick Rubin. Yep. You ever seen any of that? I haven't seen any. No. Uh, it's pretty cool. I only watched one episode. I was like, ah, you know, I've seen so much stuff. I'm like, what new stuff could be happening? But um, obviously, Rick Rubin's a great interviewer. And you know, setting the stage, and Paul, like, I mean, he's 20 years older than Rick, and he seems younger and more spry. And like, it's crazy, his youthfulness is insane. His throwing voice is throwing some still shade there. at Rick Rubin. Well,
1: it's, I mean, he looks very <laughs> unhealthy
0: compared to Paul. Oh, <laughs> <Well>,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's also got about a billion dollars less than him, but he's still a very wealthy man.
0: I don't think that's the money's changing that, you know what no. I mean? But it's pretty wild, and they. They break the, you know, they have the board out with all the tracks. So they start isolating and like talking about like, oh, this arrangement or this section or this instrument. And at one point they just cut everything out and they're just playing Paul's bass. And it sounds like a metal band. And like Rick Rubin's, it sounds so heavy, like this bass tone. It's like insane. Rick Rubin's like, I've never heard a bass sound like this. Paul's like, Yeah, pretty aggressive, huh? like it's like it sounds insane and then paul starts he's like it's almost like a different song and he starts singing like kind of this like 70s hard rock kind of vocal like not you know just like just dancing around the words or whatever while the bass plays he's like yeah it's like this is one song and then he like fades it down and pulls in the guitars and it's just like this like super easygoing strummy like la, la, la. he's like or this song <laughs> it was like within the same track like it's wild yeah i gotta check that out that's the first episode that's just the first episode. I oh, mean, okay. there's like ten of them or something. And that's cool. like one story within it, and they don't they bounce around. It's not chronological. It's not, you know, super specific. It's just more like what they were, how they got this part. Or like, oh, John thought of that because of that, and then we put it on that that day. Yep. you know what I mean, or whatever. It's like more like how they came up with the stuff, and you know, really like that vibe. But uh, I thought it was super cool. You know, Paul McCartney is still older than this amplifier so <laughs> yes i was saying before man all those guys the whole british invasion you know they were all born in like forty, nineteen forty 1940 to like 1945 like while the bombs were dropping on london it's pretty crazy that is, yeah that is crazy you know they're all uh in that age bracket Let's get back to los angeles to get some country on we've never uh well, i've never even seen one for sale on craigslist a triple fender vintage 1954 fender string master t3 triple neck console steel guitar yeah what do you do with three steel guitars eighteen hundred dollars in los angeles in like the mar vista area they're all connected to each other yes yeah, one big block of wood wow so they have like different uh you know pitches and like I think there's different tunings. So within the song, if you want to switch it up, I've seen um Wanda Jackson play and her guy had three tiers, but they're actually like vertical almost higher than the they all like, like steps the way the guy had them. Yeah. But yeah, he would like be ripping a rhythm part and then pop into a lead and it'd be like pitched up an octave or a different tuning, then it had like a whole different flare to it, you know? Yeah. It's pretty wild, dude. This is old. Yeah. 1954 and there's some really great pics of the band using it before yeah um some cowboys here doing the you know the whole thing and there's one of the guys on stage ripping it standing up ripping it you know at some outdoor show so this is super cool um needs a bit of detailing and the fretboard fretboards have honest have honest gig wear they are replaceable if wanted but plays great The paper note stickers on the fretboards are easily removed. Awesome tone. It's not the original finish, which is now natural. So I guess it was stripped. Mm. The case needs some TLC, which it does have the original case, tweed case, fender tweed case from 1954. Hard to find steel guitar ready for the next gig. So I think this thing is freaking awesome. That is neat. Yeah. It's got the two volume and volume and tone knobs that are like the metal, like a pearl snap white pearl snap covered knobs.
1: See right, that? right, right, right. And those are the volume and tone for the whole
0: thing, huh? Yeah. It's like master. It looks like that's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's very cool, man. Very cool.
1: And then those are like ashtray covers that he has lifted up in that one pick.
0: Yeah. it looks like, uh, that would be, well, that just goes over the bridge. You yeah. Know? Just like the old guitars back in the yeah. day, but each one has two pickups, two single coil pickups, Very cool.
1: I bet those pickups are nice.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Actually, the knobs look replaced because in one of the photos, the knobs are blue and then the other ones are white. Oh, yeah, you're right. I see that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's
1: up with that? Weird. I don't know what's up with that.
0: Yeah, the case. Panoila, Hawaiian cowboy. The case is Hawaii so I wonder what's going on. I mean, it was definitely not a lot of this is original or some of it's not. You know, it was stripped the case, the maybe not the legs, but under 2 grand, very cool 1954 Fender Stringmaster T3 triple neck console steel guitar in Mar Vista just south of Santa Monica for 1800 bucks.
1: All right. Moving back to Brooklyn. I have something that is
0: pretty cool, Brian.
1: It's a Rickenbacker M8 tube amp combo amplifier for three seventy five and Crown Heights.
0: These are cute, man. I've seen these around. Have
1: you? I really haven't seen a Rickenbacker amp around here before.
0: I have seen them. I mean, randomly, not often. There was one that had some really great, great picks, like a year or two back. So and like, wouldn't it wasn't selling it, should, but they were trying to get like eight or nine hundred dollars for it.
1: Yeah. So. This guy, is something it says it's a little beat up, but it works great, sounds great, and since it's a little beat up, it's a little bit cheaper. It doesn't look that beat up, honestly.
0: It's not beat up; it just looks old. It's just not mint. It's not like it sat in a closet underneath like a shrink wrap. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, you know, that one that the guy was trying to get. You know, we had over eight hundred bucks, nine hundred bucks. It's like that was like a closet queen. You know what I mean? This is just an honest like, and I mean. F- freaking how old it is from the late fifties the m8 it's like one eight inch speaker volume tone two inputs you know it's the basically the rickenbacker champ
1: no it looks very cool i would you know man i, I want a small amp i gave
0: mine away i know it was the kalamazoo right yeah that's 110 it's the inch speaker correct
1: uh you know it's been a couple of years since i've even seen it but i think i think it's a 10 inch
0: but this one they actually did replace the speaker with a early 60s Alnico vintage speaker, which is super cool. So it says very crunchy and musical. Um I like the green. I'm a sucker for green. So what how would this speaker be different than the original? It's just not from the 50s.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Uh you know, ceramics got popular in like the early 60s. You mm-hmm. don't see ceramics in the 50s, you know? Okay. So they replaced it with another Alnico in the early sixties. So I don't know how much different it would really be. I mean, field coil, those crazy speakers with the, you know, the transformer on them. That's like early fifties. Yeah. So I don't think it would be much different to be honest. I mean, it could have been a different brand, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But basically the old one may be blue and then they got something within the, whatever the five years of being made. It's freaking old. You know what I mean? For 375 bucks, though, dude, this is killer. Yeah, I think so. I think you need to pick this up, Max. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Eight hours ago, this was posted pretty fresh down in Crown Heights, right off Atlantic. There's somebody in Crown
1: Heights who's got a whole stockpile of tiny amps. I swear to God, man. Every like every week, I see a random amp in Crown Heights that's like this.
0: I'm looking at the floor, and I sort of recognize the pattern yeah. of the floor
1: somebody's got a massive collection
0: hmm well you got it well here's what all right first of all obviously we email every seller so they're getting an email from us but you should go over there man and just check it out i mean ultimately like even if you don't buy it that day like maybe there's a crazy collection a cool story or something like that you know you don't have to buy it you don't have to buy it (laughs) oh thanks just so you know max i don't know i always feel like when i like Pull the trigger. I'm like going over there. I'm like unless this thing's like not what they say it is, like I gotta buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I'm usually in the mood to buy if I'm gonna go test that.
0: What's what I mean? I'm like I'm like gonna buy this unless something is proven that it's not as advertised. You right. know what I mean? I don't like. I know it's kind of rude to go window shopping to people wasting their hour holding their day up on a Saturday if you're not really gonna purchase it. You know I agree. I mean? You know, but if it's not all to it's on if it's not all good, it's not all good. You know what I mean? So. But anyway, for 375 you might get the itch. <laughs> you know, it's a great price for a late 50s Rickenbacker M8. Pretty rare in really good condition, I think. It says it's beat up, but I don't think it's that beat up. No, it's not. Yeah, these things are great. It's probably five watts. Perfect apartment, bedroom amplifier. And like I said, maybe this seller uh, opens the door, and it's just like a sea of little amplifiers for you to swim in. It might be. (laughs) I wouldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, back to Los Angeles here. I have a reference guitar that looks almost like a ripoff of a Fano. It does. Yeah. I've never heard of this guitar, but it looks nice.
1: Yeah. It looks like a jazzy guitar.
0: The Tagima Brazil Jet Blues Deluxe, semi hollow body guitar made in Brazil for 950 bucks.
1: says zero footwear so it hasn't been stepped
0: on that's good the thing about this thing i guess they have a custom shop and it's made in brazil and this guy's saying it's a great guitar built like a tank lightweight extremely low hours playing on it zero yeah footwear he must mean fretwear, dude it's gotta be i don't know
1: who knows maybe he did it on his phone i'm not sure
0: the body's brazilian cedar genuine oh yeah it's got a cool bigs b the back looks nice yeah, 2 PAFs, man. The back looks like really nice wood, natural satin. Said it even smells incredible. <laughs> They're doing this, he does the same thing with Fano with the headstock where yeah. they kind of carve out the bottom and make it like more natural tone or whatever.
1: That's a cool headstock. It's it, it's headstock's one of those things like new guitar brands. Sometimes they mess them up,
0: but these are pretty cool. Well, I mean that's that's the really the the thing where they get sued is that, <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah, I guess it's the trademark. That's like the symbol. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, for strats, tellies, Gibson, you know, Gretsch, they all have their own style. You know what I mean? And all lot you know, there's only so much you can do. And like a lot of people go wacky and it's, you're like, that looks cause you're like, Oh, that's a beautiful strat. And you look up and you're like, what the hell is that? What's that
1: hockey stick doing there?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like some weird thing, but this, they actually, you know, Fano's, are a cool company that actually does, um, this isn't Fano, but they're basically ripping off a of Fano. Yeah. But yeah, it's a cool, it's got the cool like F hole on the top, semi hollow, like a mint guard, natural body, two PAF. So it looks like a tunematic bridge with a real Bigsby and one volume. And it looks like one volume in one tone, but it's kind of hard to tell. There might be another knob underneath the Bigsby arm. I can't see. Or that, maybe that's a switch. It's gotta be a switch. Yeah, that's a switch. But the tone, the tone knob is like not accessible. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I would almost switch the volume
1: and the switch. Or the tone and the
0: switch. Yeah, but if you want to switch in the middle of the song.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I played a one pickup guitar for most of my life, so... I don't really know much about switching.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got kind of addicted to it because I had this Tele thin line that's like got a Strat style, you know, and it's so easy. Yeah. Like you can get, yeah, I don't know, whatever. It's like almost like hitting on a pedal sometimes. You know what I mean? You get a different, you go to the bridge and it's like different style, you know? Yeah. So, so I thought this was pretty cool, but you know, they're online. This guy's saying these are 1600 plus tax, best price online. I think that's like new. I did see. A black one that was kind of like this for like the same price around here on reverb but it definitely didn't it didn't look as like I guess this is this guy saying custom shop I guess it looked more just kind of like just plastic lacquer just kind of like regular yeah. guitar you know what I mean so I'm gonna bet this is worth checking out for sure
1: that definitely looks like nice wood this is
0: actually also in Mar Vista This you know the same as the steel guitar I just had same place oh. Yeah, same zone over by the beach, just south of Santa Monica, Tagima Brazil Jet Blues Deluxe semi hollow. So, if you're looking for a cool offset that's got humbuckers, a Bigsby, that's hollow body, that's like doing its own thing, that's like not as expensive. Actually, your Fano was cheaper than this, but maybe yeah. this is the this is supposed to be a custom shop out of Brazil. So, I don't know. It could be really cool. It's worth trying out. You could get a unique looking guitar for sure. Yeah, we, you know, I'm just. It doesn't say they're PAFs, but I assume they are. I don't know what kind. Yeah, that look like some kind of humbucker. But the back of the the wood on the back looks beautiful. It does. Yeah, it's like satin. The frets are in good shape. It's pretty cool. I think this is pretty dope. It is. Let's see. A no, there's a big-ass cereal bar on the back of the headstock that I'm trying to – I can't zoom in and see anything, though.
1: Yeah, it's too small.
0: Too small. Let's see if it says like made in China or something on it. <laughs> Maybe. When I go to that Tagima website, there's a picture of a flag of China, Brazil, and. I think that was the Spain flag. Is that Spain? They're yeah. both pretty small. The red. Yeah. So some sort of uh, Europe, South America, Asia connection here. It's
1: definitely interesting. Their website has a lot of weird stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, I've never explored this brand, so I brought it up because it looked like a pretty high-quality guitar. Purple Sparkles. Oh, yeah, they got the Purple Sparkles over there. Purple Sparkles. Anyway. Yeah, they got a bunch of guitars that look like other people's guitars. <laughs> basically. <laughs> But anyway, for 900 bucks, 950 bucks, uh, you know, it's worth checking out. I thought it was cool. I wanted to bring it up because I never really explored these. Maybe, uh, you know, if you guys know anything out there about the the Tagima, I'd be like, dude, this is a total piece of shit. Like, why are you reporting on it? Yeah, let us know. Just let us know. (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be cool. And it'd be a lot more fun than just going on the forums like everybody else, you know? So shoot us an email. Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know we're talking a bunch of bullshit, please. Yeah. So
1: I got one more deal tonight. All right. All right. What's going on? I have a Fender-style guitar amp cabinet with a Weber 112 speaker for $250. It's pretty standard. You know, it looks like a Fender. It looks like an Avatar. Um, They say it's a McClostone custom which I don't even know what that is, but I'm, um, you know, I'm sure it's fine. It looks like a solid build. It's an open back one twelve extension cabinet with a case. I mean, it's got a vinyl slip cover.
0: No, this looks awesome. Yeah, for two hundred fifty bucks.
1: So if if you tried to order this cabinet yourself, you'd be
0: paying that much at least. At least, dude, 300 400 bucks, and then you got to ship it, and then you got to get the speaker, and then you got to get the dust cover. One catch is you got to
1: pick up in Staten Island,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, But it's only a 112, and it's got a badass speaker, uh, Weber 12F150S, and it's eight ohms, 50 watts. So this can handle most heads, and you know, eight ohms is totally cool. If even if your, your head is four ohms, it can still run it through this eight, and it'll be chill.
1: Yeah, and they give the dimensions. It's not that big. It's uh twenty-four inches wide, sixteen inches high, nine inches deep.
0: Yep. Yeah, twenty-three and three quarters, nine, sixteen and three quarters yep. to be exact. Um yeah, though, it looks exactly like a blackface cabinet. Yeah, fender, totally. Without without the logo, you know. That's awesome, man. It includes fender deluxe reverb amp cover that fits it perfectly. So it's basically the same size as a fender deluxe. Yeah. It sounds like open back rubber feet yeah, for 250. Man, you can't go wrong. This I like is a the great. Open back. Love the open back, yeah. Can't go back to the closed back. No, personally. <laughs> personally, it's too heavy for me. I don't know,
1: it's too like punchy or something.
0: Uh, yeah, it's too punchy. It doesn't give me. I like the, I just got so used to that. I played eight, nine years with it closed back, but I was also playing a PAF in the bridge and playing punk rock and downstrokes and palm muting, and that's what that music's for, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so. Yeah. All of a sudden, you play some country chords and some licks and some airy stuff. You're like, I need some more air. Sounds too metally, yeah. Sounds too, yeah. Everything sounds too tough. You're like, am I an AC/DC? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but like sometimes you're not trying to be an AC/DC, you know?
1: Exactly.
0: And I guess from what I understand, Alnico speakers don't sound that good. Closed back, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Most, it's mostly it's almost always ceramic. So with open with open back, you can ceramic and Alnico. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. So there's an advantage there. Cool, man. So for 250 I think this is a great deal and a 112 combo cabinet with an awesome Weber speaker that looks awesome for two. Yeah, it's like, granted, again, you got to go to Staten Island on the ferry, but this is a perfect New York City grab and go situation. Yep. And a studio, whatever, you have a bunch of heads, you want to run it through this, you know, see what sounds good. This is really cool. It doesn't take a lot of space and it's a great price. Three hours ago, so there's a couple of fresh deals, man. We got going on, you know it. All right, well, I'm gonna go back to North Hollywood here in Los Angeles to offer a TKL Les Paul custom brown leather case for only 50 bucks. Huh, I think I've had a TKL case before, yeah. But you ever had a brown leather one?
1: I don't know, I, I might have a brown leather one actually.
0: You don't even know Through my harmony.
1: I think it might be TKL.
0: Well, this looks the part, and it's in great shape, and it's a cool brown vintage leather with a brown handle, the purple uh, interior, and it's only 50 bucks. You know, a nice case like this. This is over $100 easily, 150 you know. No, mine's a Gator. I was just thinking mine's a Gator. Mm, maroon Velvet yeah. for $50. bucks. it has got the key. It's got the key. It's all together. It's in great shape, and, you know, if it it's a Les Paul. It's a guitar that a lot of people have. You know what I mean? If you if you got a gig bag for your Epiphone and you want to get a classier case for fifty dollars, like save yourself money and get grab this TKL Les Paul brown case, looking real vintage. People will be disappointed when you open it up and your Epiphone is in there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. What are you gonna do? But you have a great case, and you can always keep the case when you flip the guitar, you know.
1: Yeah, always yeah, that's a little trick.
0: (laughs) It only came with this this gig bag with a hole in it. Yeah, we talked about this. You give them the worst gig bag that you got. Yeah. (laughs) It gets home safe and then they can get whatever case they want, you know? Well, I mean, it's what you're gonna do. I mean, you know, Les Pauls, you get another Les Paul. You don't wanna have to go on the search for another case. So this is a great case for fifty dollars, I think. Super cool North Hollywood here in Los Angeles. So that's my last accoutrement of the day for this episode. You know, we did, we still launched something new, Max. We've been doing this for, you know, we started the last week in December. So we're really, we're going on over eight months Jeez. every week, bringing the deals to you guys. Um, very excited that we've crossed again, 23, 24 countries. We've got a lot of regular listeners. So I really, it's really up for you guys out there. You know, hope you learn something. Hope you're entertained, and uh, hope you pick up a guitar, you know, or an amplifier, or something suits you. Or you know, you help get to help selling something. You know, get it, get your gear in the right hands, and get it moving so you can get other cool stuff or whatever you need. So you know, we've really been pushing hard uh, to trying to bring you the best deals on both coasts. It's been eight months for episode 34. I can't believe it's been that long. It's good, it's flying by. Flying by. So we set up a Patreon. That we did. Finally got a Patreon. You got a Patreon. And uh, you know, it's on our it's on our link tree. You can go to patreon.com, Sonic Artifacts, and we set up two tiers. And the first tier as a Sonic supporter for one dollar a month, you're helping us keep the show going. You know, we do pay, you know, for the services to distribute the show uh to record the show, you know, to you know, we have a team here, you know, run the social media and everything and um you know, so that's going to really keep things going and uh when you donate a dollar and become a sonic supporter, you will get uh your name mentioned on the show.
1: Unless unless you want to remain anonymous, then we won't
0: yeah, you don't have to, you, you know, don't OJ have Simpson to donates. <laughs> you
1: know.
0: Or if, you know, some maniac, you're like, I don't know if OJ Simpson's a supporter, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be so tight. OJ, you should
0: donate a buck. OJ, I don't think he's into music. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. And then we have another tier, Max, that's super exciting. This is for people that are super into the show. You're, you are part of the team here at Sonic Artifacts, the hyper Sonic supporter level at $5 a month. I mean, you are changing the game. For this show, for sure. And, uh, you know, when you submit the $5 a month through uh, Patreon, we will obviously mention your name on the show. It'd be very cool. But we will find a deal in your home city. We will. I promise. We will. So, Tony in Toledo will get that Telecaster. Oh, yeah. Totally. So,. Please, folks, check out the Patreon, support Sonic Artifacts here, what Max and I are doing. Uh, You know, Bridget and Vin as well on the the producing team. Um, You know, we've been super stoked to bring out the the deals every week. We love what we're doing here and we just want to keep bringing it to you with the interview series and everything. So appreciate the support. So definitely check it out. Yeah, we'd really
1: appreciate it. Even if you don't donate, we still love you, okay? Just keep listening.
0: Yeah, for sure. Of course you know and we love we love guitars too so (laughs) there's that there's that too but uh anyway max we have another interview we're dropping this friday we got to tell everybody about oh yeah
1: which one is it
0: finally we've done a lot of deals at their place and we haven't done any retail stores before so you want to tell folks what we're doing so this week we have caveman vintage guitar shop they got so
1: many awesome deals and amazing items that we feature on our show and eric the owner is the man talks about a lot of neat stuff little things that he's working on things that he's collecting how he finds his own deals yeah it's a good insight
0: tune in on friday to the caveman vintage music interview we go into the history of the store eric the owner is a rad rock and roll dude So definitely check it out. Tune in on Friday. And that concludes this week's episode of Sonic Artifacts. Remember to please hit the subscribe button on your favorite streaming platform.
1: Check out our interview series featuring builders and musicians from around the world. You can follow all the deals on our Instagram at sonic underscore artifacts.
0: And catch us every Tuesday for the best deals in affordable vintage music equipment in Los Angeles and New York City. This is your host, Brian Trelland, signing off from LA.
1: And your co-host, Max Braun, signing off from Brooklyn.